0: Chapter 6, Types and Aspects, Supplications. I want to back up a minute and look at something that we said before in relationship to supplication in this area of how supplication is a plea for assistance. The prayer of faith takes from God what has been provided, but the prayer of supplication pleads to God for help. To be given. It also should be noted that in the book called Synonyms of the New Testament by Richard C. Trench, which was printed in 1854, that in the discussion on differences in the area of prayer and supplication, it was stated by John Albert Bengel's thoughts in the Latin language, which of course I can't read Latin sufficient here, but it's Est imploriatia gratias necessate. Quandum speciale, and I translated it literally, the plea for a certain special grace for a necessity. Bengal and other translators translated it as it is an entreaty or a plea of grace or for grace for a special necessity. Bengal's thoughts on the subject seem to be very accurate, that in line with what I have found myself about what the Greek word means that is, a plea for God's grace for a special need. But what if you're weak in your faith, and what if you don't understand how faith works? Or what if your uh, circumstances are impossible beyond your ability to believe God for them to be changed? Let's go over some verses here in one of Jesus' prayers. Notice here in Luke 22, 31, and 32, it says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. 32nd verse, But I, Jesus, have prayed for you, that your faith fail not. And when you are converted, strengthen the brethren. Panin states it as, Simon, Simon, lo, Satan, demanded to have you, to sift you as grain. But I have made supplication for you, that your faith fail not. And once you have turned again, establish my brethren. EBM text says, behold, Simon, Simon, Satan demanded for himself to sift you as wheat. 32nd verse, but I supplicated concerning you in order that your faith might not fail and that once you have returned again, strengthen your brothers. Here in these verses in Luke 22, 31 and 32 from Webster's translation and Panin's in my own, you can see that jesus's supplication for peter is being mentioned here although that the king james does not state it accurately if you look in panins and the ebm text you'll see that it's been translated made supplication or i have offered supplications for you peter but if you can understand that this supplication for peter To not be consumed by Satan's plan was prayed or literally pleaded to God by Jesus. And it is obvious by this verse, Peter's spiritual condition was weak. But Jesus supplicated to God for Peter that he would return. The Greek verb for supplication stands in this text. The Greek word eth, the ethane, and it is an aorist indicative passive. And it is from the Greek word detmai, like I said before. But it, it literally means he supplicated. He made a supplication for Peter. So we can see that Jesus here in this text expresses he supplicated for God's assistance that Peter would not fail in his faith. The prayer of supplication is more leaning upon God for his grace and for his assistance to achieve what is being prayed. The prayer of supplication's emphasis would be upon God doing or giving something for you. Again, in the supplication, we can see the reliance factor upon God to do something. Also, in the prayer of faith, the release of your faith in the prayer to God is only once. Again, if you release your faith twice on the same prayer, you would be saying, I did not believe I received it the first time I prayed it. But in a supplication, and in a difference between these, in a supplication, the prayer of supplication could be prayed more than once, like the prayer of submission, till you receive the information of what his will is. But the supplication is not like the prayer of faith. Because the prayer of faith requires you to believe you received something before you pray. Now notice here again, also in the prayer of faith, the release of your faith in prayer is only once. But in a supplication, you could pray the supplication more than once. You could repeat your supplication again and again. And in that case, you would not be in unbelief in your praying that way. If you pray the prayer of your faith more than once, you then could be in unbelief because you do not believe you received it. Or you could keep on praying your supplication until you know you have what you are pleading God for or his assistance. Note again in Philippians 1, 4-6. Always in every prayer of mine for you all, making requests with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the very first day until now, and being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Christ. Did you see here Paul implied that he prayed about this for these Philippians more than once? Notice again, supplications are progressive. They can be prayed over and over The prayer of faith being released by someone could not be prayed more than once or you really would not believe you received what you prayed about. Where the prayer of faith stops the asking part after the believing you received happens and starts the thanking God part for what you have received by your prayer being released, supplications continue the asking or the process of asking likewise in some other types of prayers for example the prayer of intercession you could keep on interceding to god about some event so as to stop it from happening until you know you have the interceding is achieved did you notice in the context the word fellowship in this supplication in philippians and the thought that he god will perform it out of necessity a supplication could be prayed over and over one reason is that that is true is that what you're praying for cannot be fixed by only one prayer. Note, and there are some things that believing you received it won't help because you cannot just get everything at one time. Note here the word fellowship. Fellowship is a progressive type of thing. Praying for God to help us grow in fellowship once will never be enough because we are continually growing more and more. Notice again the fifth verse, which reveals to us what Paul's supplication was for. It was a request for divine assistance or God's assistance in the area of fellowship of these Philippians. God will not disrupt nor interfere with our lives without us asking him. But if someone will ask him, and in this situation, plea for assistance, he will respond. This supplication for divine assistance is seen here. The reliance factor can be seen. Go to the ninth verse, which is a part of the same prayer also, and you will see Paul praying for the love of the saints to increase with God's knowledge. Philippians 1.9 And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. In this particular verse, we have two words that are very important. The word knowledge, epinosis, is a dative noun that's implying experiential knowledge. And in the other word judgment, isthesis, is the word means inward perception. To show us that your love can abound by experiential knowledge of the knowledge of God. And also, isthesis, the inward perception of God in our hearts or the love of God by his nature. You can see that this prayer of supplication that we just stated in the ninth verse is also for God to assist these Christians to grow in love through his knowledge and them being conscious of the love of God or their inward man being perceptive. You see, the love of God is a spiritual quality. So if you were more aware of it, that is where it dwells in you, you would be more inward conscious in your conscience. If God through the Holy Spirit doesn't lead us into all truth, We're never going to grow. There is then certain aspects of our Christian growth where the Christian does need to rely upon God and his work of the Holy Spirit in our life. That is to lead us and guide us into all truth. Growth takes both man and God working together. This could be one of the reasons why the body of Christ in some area or some aspect is not growing up into the fullness of God in certain churches. There could be a lack of true supplication or pleading for God's divine assistance in their growth. Or right on the other hand, after we supplicate God for the matter of his grace assistance, the person you're supplicating for does not do anything to cooperate with God. That is to say, they don't pick up their Bible. They don't meditate in the word of God. God can bring you right up to your choice, but he can't make you make choices. Now, if you go to the 19th verse of this same chapter, note it. For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and through the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ. Again, if you look at this phrase beneath the surface in our English language, you will see diates humon diaseos. And there is the Greek word deasis again, but the genitive form, meaning through all supplication. Paul said that God would supply to him in this verse through the spirit of Jesus Christ, he would supply to him through their supplications. If you look at the context, we can see that Paul was telling us in his bonds or imprisonment, but because of the saints' supplication or their plea on behalf of him, God would supply for him or he would assist him. There is a direct connection between the supplication of the saints in this verse and the supply which Paul believes God would give him. A supplication would move God to give special grace for your circumstances. A supplication does not stop your circumstances, but it would minister his grace to go through them. This is also a supplication. Let's now go to the fourth chapter and the sixth and the seventh verses. Philippians 4. 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known to God and the peace of God which passes or goes beyond all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. In this sixth verse the translators translated the Greek word deasis accurately in the King James Version so we see the word supplication standing here at where it's being used. Although in this verse we see here there is more than one aspect of prayer in use. As I mentioned before, when we talk about supplication, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks, you're going to notice in this verse there's more than one kind of prayer being mentioned. We can see here the use of the prayer of supplication. This sixth verse tells us to be anxious or have anxiety for nothing, or absolutely don't have anxiety. We are told to not have anxiety in anything. Now in the sixth verse, it literally reads these words: Tain, prashucain, Kai, de dease, meta, you Charistius, which again is in the prayer and in the supplication with the giving of thanks. This whole verse would sound like this. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, in prayer and in supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all thinking, will guard your hearts and your thoughts in Christ Jesus. Notice here the thought in everything and the thought having anxiety. It is easy to see here that Paul was concerned about these Philippian christians and us also not to have anxiety in our circumstances it isn't that we're not going to be having anxiety but you don't have to yield to anxiety in your circumstances there will always be situations and circumstances which could produce anxiety in our lives but it is not god's will for us you and me to have anxiety in them god's way is his peace and oh how important is peace the peace of God in our life. We can see from these verses it is our responsibility to pray and as stated here also supplicate or plea for God's assistance. Peace is a quality of the born again spirit which we have from God and of course can be spiritually developed within us. But God could give you special grace which would produce peace also. Notice the seventh verse Philippians And the peace of God passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Again, the word hearts and minds are plural. The first word cardias is a noun about the inward man. And the second word, minds, literally the Greek word, noemata, a plural noun that is expressing the thoughts that we have. So the peace of God in this supplication could go beyond our understanding and shall keep our hearts and our thoughts through Jesus Christ. So this was here is talking about a God-given peace. If you keep in mind the context here, the seventh verse is the result of the previously assumed requested prayer, supplication, and of course the thanksgiving. The result would be that God's peace, which can go beyond all full understanding, would keep our hearts, the inward man, and thoughts of the inward man while we are in those circumstances. Till we come out on the other side, you might say, or they change. Note the statement, in Jesus Christ. This supplication being provided and also being prayed by these saints, it says here, it is in him or in Jesus by which this guarding or keeping is happening. God will cause his grace to produce this heavenly peace. That is what it's saying here. To keep one's hearts and thoughts because of Jesus. This aspect of prayer called supplication works because of Jesus. It is a part of redemption's plan for us to be able to supplicate we are redeemed because of him. We can then request or supplicate assistance from God also because of him. There are different aspects of prayer for different situations in our Christian experience, but God has provided for all of them through Jesus our Lord. Note again the thought God's peace, this peace which God would and could by this context give us upon our pleaded request or supplication. Some askings, would not be a supplication while others could be like we have seen. the prayer of faith is not a supplication. The prayer of submission is not a supplication. We can see that in the book of James, one of the first epistles written to the church, especially in James five fourteen and fifteen, we can see this idea about supplication in detail. James five fourteen through sixteen Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save or restore the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he has committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess out to one another and pray for one another that you all may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. If we look here in these verses in the book of James, the 14th verse tells us if any one or any sick person is among you, to call for the elders. Actually, it's a command. You call for the elders of the local church to come and pray a prayer of faith. And the word pray there again is a command. It is a the command that you all pray or offer a prayer of faith. And that is to be the prayer of faith that the God would raise them up. And the prayer of faith here is not a supplication, but would be a prayer where a certain amount of faith or trust in God's healing power or provision would be released to be received or to have healing. And in this verse, it is through the elders with the sick saint that called for them. It requires that faith be exercised. Obviously, if the, the elders are praying this prayer of faith, the elders themselves need to have this developed trust in God's healing power. Then it adds, if this person had done some sin, God would forgive them too. But the main emphasis was the faith being released in the prayer for the restoration or the healing of a weak body. To me, it is clear and very obvious that this person who would be calling someone or calling for the elders of a church to pray this prayer of faith with him or for him would not be a mature Christian, or he would not need to call for someone else to pray this prayer. He just would release his faith alone to God. But praise God that God commands us, that is, leaders and local pastors, to pray for people who do call when they have a need and they're not at the level of faith that they are at to receive by themselves. So I can see and understand that God would also, if there was a sin committed, would be merciful and forgive him too. It would be a baby or an immature Christian calling for these elders to pray for him. But even though it is an immature Christian asking, that person to some degree, that is the person who is calling, and the elders who are praying, they must both release faith in the prayer to a certain degree but in the very next verse it starts out by saying confess your faults to one another and pray for one another that you all may be healed the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much here in this 16th verse the main emphasis is the sin which is supposed to be confessed out but the main emphasis in the prayer of faith is the people praying with faith for the healing we need to note a few things here as we look at this verse, we need to first see the word heal. The word heal here in the Greek language is the word iathete. Again, iathete comes from the Greek word iaamai, which means a physician, or a healer. You could all translate this verse in the 16th verse. You all keep on confessing out to one another for yourselves, because it's middle voice, your transgressions, and you all keep on praying on behalf of one another so that you all might be Healed or restored. It strengthens much the operative, the supplication of a righteous one. In this particular verse, when we talk about praying, the word praying, prashukamai, is the going to God or offering a prayer. First, in this context, the Greek word heal comes from the Greek word, like I said, eophete, the aorist passive subjunctive. Now, again, the subjunctive can be difficult for some people to understand, but it basically puts a conditional phrase on the on the verb itself. Here, it is that you all might be healed. In the grammar of this verse, iathete, we can see because of the aorist tense, it is like a snapshot or an instant event. Because of the aorist tense, which is like a snapshot or an event or a point in time happening, and also the passive voice, which tells us we were or are recipients of a happening. In this case, we would be recipients of a healing, that is to say, when the prayer would be released to God which we did not initiate and also the fact that the passive voice implies you're receiving something we are receiving it then the subjunctive mood which relates the action of the verb to the person who is doing this places the condition of uncertainty in this text or here the thought would be might heal And it would be because in the sense it's speaking of the uncertainty because the need of the confessing out of our sins to the other person. Here we might be healed is in reference to the word confess. It might happen, it might not, if we don't confess it to them.